We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It's June 15th. It's 2021. And we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. 15 for 15th. Um, joined today by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Uh, just getting absolutely crushed in DFS. Making good money in sports betting. That's the nice part about sports betting. It's just another way to like hedge things out a little bit so may have it reminds me of the good old days when i used to be able to play on 10 different sites and so i'd never get too crushed one day but yeah things things did not go well i think i had way too much san diego well i think everybody kind of had a lot of san diego um it was a great spot didn't work out we move on to this slate um luckily for me like i played giants and even though they only scored three runs right now, I have where the productions come from with my Giants. So um, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt kind of all worked out. Glass now getting hurt, you know, obviously didn't help. Um, so we move on to this slate where we don't have a lot of pitching again, and it's a ton of fun. So I absolutely love pitching on this slate, by the way. Absolutely. All right. Well, I also have those. the smallest pitching pool I will probably have in a while. <laughs> Makes one of us, Grant. That makes one of us. Um, let's get into it. 15 games. We start with Pittsburgh at Washington. Tyler Anderson, Patrick Corbin. Eight and a half total in this game. Um, Washington's a 172 favorite in this one. Any interest here in Anderson? No. No. Anderson is... All right versus lefties, not great versus righties. He's going to have a predominantly righty-heavy lineup, and while that does give him a little bit more upside with Ks, realistically, he's priced at 7.9K, which is too high for a guy that is only striking out 20% of batters. The lefties in this lineup are going to cause him some problems. Um, so I, I just no interest in him on the slate. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I don't like this spot, um, like this spot for him. You know, low strikeout guy, high xFIP. Um, and like you said, struggles with righties. On the other side, 
We have Patrick Corbin. He is 7K going up against one of the worst offenses in baseball. He has been terrible this season. Do you like him at all in this one? Not even remotely. He's not striking out anyone from the right side of the plate. He's been pretty decent versus lefties, but he's only going to face one, maybe two lefties in the lineup, and one of the lefties is Adam Frazier, who's not going to strike out. And so this is just a terrible overall spot for him. This lineup's not as bad as they have been most of the season. They're starting to get a little bit. Hayes coming back in the lineup is pretty big. Reynolds has been hitting decently. Stalin has been hitting pretty decently. Like, this isn't as bad as it has been. It's still not a great lineup, but it's not nearly as bad as it has been earlier in the season, kind of like the Brewers, like they were so injured. And now now they're still just a below-average lineup, but they've got some pop, a little bit of pop in there, so I'm not using Corbin regardless. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily love this spot for him. Um, I don't see myself playing him in this one. I would understand if you want to take a shot and just kind of hope it works out. But, I mean, Lester pitched pretty well against this team yesterday. And, I mean, he still only had two strikeouts. So, uh, that like, that's the downside, I think, to playing Patrick Corbin. Uh, let's talk Pittsburgh bats. Anything standing out to you here for Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, actually, like a little mini stack here, like Hayes, Reynolds, Stallings, all got a 200-plus ISO. Going up against lefties, Corbin, been bad versus righties. He's giving up barrels at, I think, the 13 highest rate in the league going up against or for qualified pitchers. Like I said, he's been good versus lefties, but 45% hard contact rate to righties. Doesn't strike guys out. Reynolds, Starling, Hayes all have a lot of pop. Hayes is priced 4.6K, which realistically might actually be a right price tag for him. Um, but Reynolds and Stallings are both a little bit too low. So I like this mini stack, and I don't mind rounding out for anyone else in there that's a righty. Evans, Gonzalez, Newman aren't really great batters, but they're all super cheap. So those the three main bats that stand out are Hayes, Reynolds, and Stallings stand out as very good plays. And then rounding out a stack if you really want to. I don't expect it to be high, highly owned. There's a 3.6 implied team total for them right now. Vegas seems to have a lot of a lot of confidence in Corbin almost every single time he takes the mound. And like he may have gotten lucky sometimes, and he really hasn't been just destroyed in any given matchup. But he's gotten a little bit lucky uh, for a guy that is close to the league lead in home run or barrels per at bat. Like he hasn't given up a ton of home runs outside of a three game stretch. So I think he's due for some negative regression. I plan on many stacking and stacking up a bit against him, but Hayes makes a fantastic one off. Yeah. I think a mini stack with Hayes Reynolds and Stallings, you get a catcher position pretty cheap. Um, Reynolds is cheap and Hayes is not overly expensive. Uh, definitely in play here against Corbin on the Washington side of things. You know, I, obviously, Trey Turner is a shortstop play that we can look at. He's expensive. Zimmerman's in a good spot. He's expensive. Jan Gomes is expensive. I think that's my biggest concern with Washington is just, can I make the stack work at these prices? Uh, what's your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the price tags, but honestly, I don't have any problem with pricing today considering all my pitchers that I really like, assuming that one guy for sure is going, um, are all pretty cheap. I don't mind it. It's just like not great on a slate with Coors and San Diego being an incredible spot. They are just, they're just the stack I'd rather pay up for. We'll see where ownership ends up landing, but I don't mind Turner. I don't mind the righties in here. It's just a tough price tag to swallow. And I don't think I'm taking Soto 
at 6K going up against Anderson, just with how good he's been versus lefties so far this season. So I'm probably going to be away from Nationals, but I don't mind the righties in this spot if you really have the money. All right, moving on. We got New York Yankees. Toronto Blue Jays facing off in this one. Ryu against Montgomery. This game has a nine total. Toronto's a slight favorite. Um, any interest here in Montgomery? I don't think so. I mean, he has had decent mat or decent games versus right hit right-handed heavy lineups, but overall his base numbers versus righties are just decent to below average. Um giving up a 180 ISO, striking him out at all right clip, but giving up a lot of hard contact, not getting a ton of ground balls. And this Blue Jays team has just been fantastic. It's got a lot of big bats in it. So I'm I'm off of Montgomery in this spot, especially considering that he doesn't always have the longest leash in the world, and they'll generally pull him if he's just pitching all right or bad at around 80 pitches. Yeah, I mean – I don't mind him in this spot. I do like left-handed pitching against this team because they do strike out at a very high clip against lefties, but they also have really good power numbers. So I think it's a boom bust spot on the other side. You got Ryu. I mean, this lineup might not be that great. Like judge is kind of banged up right now. Um, We'll have to kind of see he was dealing with back. I think it was a back issue spasms or something on Sunday. Um, What's your thoughts here on Ryu? I think I'm out on him. He has been all right versus righties, and there's going to be possibly an entirely righty lineup. Um, he's gotten a lot more ground balls with them, so it definitely limits the potential damage, but he's only striking him out of 20% clip, and I don't think that's high enough to really see some upside with him going up against this lineup. He might go over 100 pitches. He's had a decent leash over his last six games. But at 9K, I want something more than a guy with a 20% K rate, considering this is going to be probably an entirely right-handed lineup. Yeah, I mean, I wish he was cheaper. You know, going in going in this matchup against the Yankees, I wish he was cheaper. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Yankees' bats? I'm probably out. Like, they're all expensive or at least priced up a little bit. bit. Andy Har has been hitting the ball well recently. I don't hate him, but Ryu is a pretty decent ground ball pitcher going up against righties. So I'd want to target a fly ball guy. It's really just Sanchez and Torres in the lineup that are big fly ball hitters going up against righties. So I'm not going to argue with throwing Stanton in the lineup, but these guys are all priced higher than they should be. Ryu is pretty much an ace and a very good real life pitcher. So going up against this many righties at this price tag, I'm probably just out on him. Yeah. I mean, I just, obviously Stanton as a one-off is always somebody that I think you can take a shot on. Um, LeMahieu at 4,100 seems a little too cheap. I know he hasn't had a great season, but he's had multiple hits in four of the last five games. So, I mean, maybe that's where we look to a little bit of um, Yankees. On the other side, do you have any interest here in the Blue Jays? I'm never going to argue with the Blue Jays stack, especially going up against a lefty who's not been a huge ground ball pitcher to righties and given up a decent amount of hard contact. Like Montgomery is elite versus lefties, but versus righties, he's just an average pitcher. And so Bichette, Simeon, Vlad, Teoscar, Grichik, Guriel, all 
pretty solid plays on this slate. They're not going to be terribly high owned because I think more of the Padres are going to end up getting the ownership. So Vlad like is a fantastic one off every single every single slate. Like the guy just is mashing right now. Leading the league in Woba, leading the league in WR. His WRC plus I think is over 200 right now, which is incredible. Um, so Vlad stands out as a great play and nice little mini stack. If you want to, you can throw in Tioscar and Grichik and Gary or Gariel and get guys that are a little bit cheaper to go along with it. But yeah, I'm, I'm in for this stack. I don't think they're going to be heavily owned and they're just hitting the ball so well. Montgomery gives up fly balls and hard contact to righties where this could end up very, very good spot for them. Yeah. I mean the, the top of the stack with Bichette, Simeon and and Vlad is expensive. Maybe you leave out Marcus Simeon. I mean, I you know overall, I think that going down and trying to find you know, like maybe Grichik and Gariel Hernandez type of plays to pair with a couple of these big bats might make it a little bit easier as far as pricing is concerned. So Cubs and Mets. Alec Mills, Tajon Walker facing off in this one, eight and a half total. Mets, uh, 140 favorites. Um, any interest here in Alec Mills? No, just just no. Like the guy is not that great of a pitcher, and he's not going to go what, more than 40 pitches, 50 pitches, maybe at most. Like he's a ground ball guy. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. This lineup's a little bit better than it has been. Like just no. Yeah, I mean, he's this is a bullpen game for the Cubs. Don't play Alec Mills. Um, I'm sum it up for you guys. On the other side, Tajon Walker. I mean, the Cubs, they definitely have some strikeouts here. Um, and Tajon Walker has done a great job limiting power to both sides of the plate. Any in, any interest in him here? Every time. Every time he's on the slate, seem to be on it with you and – like the guy is due for so much negative regression. I don't think I'm going to end up using him. Um, but like his underlying numbers, he's not as good as he should be. But he's also priced now at 8.8K, like got 3.8 implied run total against him. He's limited power, and this is a ballpark where it's not great. It's not great for hitters. So honestly like i'm not gonna argue with him he's one of the better plays on the slate which is weird to say but he's not a great pitcher this is just a pretty decent strikeout spot in a good ballpark and his price is finally about where it should be considering the matchup and everything and this is not a good pitching slate yeah i mean we're waiting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we're, we're waiting for the regression. Um, but I mean, he just keeps on limiting power and, you know, we see this from time to time with guys that throw like a splitter sinker ish pitch. Um, I don't know if we want to classify it as whatever it is, but I mean, sure. Could you take a shot on them? It's the Cubs. They strike out. There's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. I think he's definitely in play in this ballpark. Um, Let's talk Cubs bats. Anything here for the Cubs? Not really. Like you said, it's he's been limiting power. Even though he's been giving up a decent amount of hard contact, he hasn't been giving up a ton of fly balls. Like if you're going to target anyone, it would be the lefties and Rizzo's 5.9k. Jock Jams is 5k. Like with everyone's like 5k outside of the bottom of the lineup. I just I just don't see 
why they're priced like this. It doesn't make any sense. Like this is not a good ballpark. So no, I've, I've, they're all just overpriced. It's that simple. Yeah. I mean, they're just too expensive. Like you're not really getting a discount at all on any of these guys. So I'm out. And then as far as the Mets go, I mean, it's a bullpen game. So if you want to take some shots on like Pete Alonzo, Dom Smith, Lindor, I'm, I don't hate that idea. I don't know if I'd fully stack them here, though. Yeah, it's not the best stack. Again, I'm not a huge fan of the ballpark. Alonzo makes a great one-off. Lindor, VR, Smith, everyone's kind of a little bit low-priced. Mills is not a great pitcher, and yeah, we might only go three innings, but he's really not good, and he's not really good to either side of the play. He gives up a decent amount of hard contact to lefties, a lot of hard contact to righties. So Alonzo's by far and away my favorite play, but if you want a main stack or full stack, I'm not going to argue with it on this slate. They just don't grade out as good plays. They just grade out as all right plays, and we don't know what bullpen arms are going to end up coming in yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the idea of, you know, like I said, I don't hate the idea of getting a couple of these one-off bats. I think it's definitely something that you could do. Moving on, we got Baltimore at Cleveland. We got uh, Quantrill going up against Matt Harvey, nine and a half total. Some books are still at eight and a half. Some books are at nine, but um, we're going to go at nine and a half. And Cleveland's a minus 160 favorite. Any interest here in Matt Harvey? None. Matt Harvey is very bad. He's just very bad. Yeah, I mean, zero interest. Cleveland's a pretty good offense. Matt Harvey can't get people out. Um, Cal Quantrill on the other side. I mean, we really don't expect him to pitch more than like 50 pitches, right? Yeah, he's not going late enough in the game to be worth it. Maybe 60 pitches. I think 60 would probably be max here for him. Yeah, but 20% K-rate guy. It's not going to get it done. Um, let's talk bats in this one. Anything standing out to you for Baltimore? Uh, Mullins at 3.4 K is too cheap. I don't, I honestly don't hate Baltimore here. Like the price tags are super cheap. You can get Santander, you can get Galvis, you can get Mullins, you can get Montcastle, Stewart, all for really cheap. Mancini's priced about where he should be, but like Quantrill's not really a great pitcher. Like he strikes out lefties a lot more than he does righties. He's more of a ground ball pitcher to righties, kind of the same as Harvey. Like just not a very good pitcher. They can give up some power to lefties. And so Mullins is the guy that stands out as a really good play at 3.4K. Like he's one of the better one-offs on the slate. But if you want to stack this up in order to get some Padres bats in there, a full Padres stack, I don't mind doing a secondary stack with like three of Mullen, Santander, Galvis, Montcastle, Stewart. All these guys have a bit of pop. Quantrill's struggled quite a bit versus lefties um, in terms of power. He's given up a 38% fly ball rate, 35% hard contact rate since or this year. So I don't really mind it. Just it's a pricing play. And it's kind of where the slate's kind of dictating if you want to get a Padre stack in and double stack something up, then using these guys as either one-offs or mini stack is kind of the way to go. Yeah, I mean, they're really cheap. Really, really cheap. So, I mean, price-wise, on the road too, getting that ninth inning, I mean, they seem kind of juicy here, Grant. I mean, their price is just... I mean, Mancini, 4700 is up there, but the rest of the... Like, whether you do it like 
a three-man stack or four-man stack or five-man stack um the rest of this is just it's it's they're cheap they're really really cheap i keep leaving mancini off my baltimore stacks every time and it it's it's worked out well like mancini's a solid overall hitter but he's always priced up so much more that it kind of can like you get a lot worse lineup throwing him in there i mean the guy hasn't really paid off his price tag much at all this season he's got like he had some bombs earlier on, but he's last 10 games has just been a mediocre play. Like his numbers on the season overall aren't bad, but they're not really warranting. They're not much better than Mullins, Santander. Like a lot of these guys have pretty similar numbers and getting a matchup versus a righty. I'd rather just target the lefties. So I don't like that's, that's what I keep doing. And Mullins is just straight up playing better than Mancini this season and i don't know if that's fully debatable um and he's coming in at 1300 cheaper with the platoon split so i don't know that's that's kind of where i'm at just my my logic with stacking the baltimore just because the algorithm makes all of them far too cheap almost every day and then just prices up mancini Cleveland side of things, I mean, it's Matt Harvey. Um, you know, Bradley obviously at 4K really stands out in this spot. Ramirez is in a great spot. He's super expensive. I love the fact that they priced him up to 6K. I don't think a lot of people are going to pay 6K for him on this slate. I could be wrong. Um, what are your thoughts here on Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland like is one of the best four, three four-man stacks between Rosario, Bradley, Ramirez, and Naylor. Um, all these guys got some pop. Harvey is bad to both sides of the plate, but he's been getting a decent amount of ground balls to righties and striking them out at a much higher clip. Lefties, he actually has better numbers, better WOBA, better ISO versus lefties, but the underlying numbers show that he should be a lot worse. Striking him out at a 6% less clip, getting more fly balls, getting more hard contact, getting more line drives, getting less ground balls, everything kind of points towards him being a lot worse versus lefties than he has versus righties. And so I want to target Rosario, Bradley, Ramirez, and Naylor. And if you want to throw someone else in to round out your stack, like Harold Ramirez is three or 2.9 K Rosario's 3.9 K like this is, you can get a cheap fourth or fifth bat if you want to, but the lefties in this lineup stand out as one of the better stacks on the entire slate. Cause Harvey is just not good versus lefties. Boston going up against Atlanta in this one. Eduardo Rodriguez against Davidson. This game is currently... I don't see a total for this game. Do you? Oh, it popped up, right? Yeah, it popped uh, nine. up. Tucker Davis, nine total. Pick him game. Um, any interest here in Eduardo Rodriguez? Not a ton, but he's definitely in play. I mean, just the way the slate's graded out. He's been bad recently in terms of numbers but his underlying numbers on the season really aren't terrible like he's due for some huge positive regression he's sitting at 3.7 x fifth striking guys at a 25 percent clip he is walking some guys but uh overall like he's not a terrible pitcher and he doesn't he's not gonna go too late into most games he works the count with almost every single batter so even if he gets up to 100 pitches and doesn't walk guys he's still probably not going that late into game the game it's a tough matchup versus atlanta but the price tag's not terrible like he's not one of my main three guys on this slate but he's definitely a guy that's in play 
I mean, yeah, he's definitely somebody that you can look at here and be like, all right, maybe I roll the dice on him. He has a 26% K rate. The bottom of the order is going to strike out or hit him hard. Um, I don't love the matchup against Atlanta. We got uh, Tucker Davis on the other side of this game. You know, not a big strikeout guy, but he's been pitching really well. He's thrown at least five and two thirds in all three starts this season. Um, he's done a great job of just dominating lefties. Um, his righty numbers, the strikeouts are obviously the biggest concern with him. But I'll be honest, Grant, as a Red Sox fan, this lineup is not that scary. Um, Tucker Davison, 7,400. Does he pique your interest at all? No, no. He It's like... Like you said, he, he's only had 15 at-bats versus lefties, and he's absolutely just mowed him down. Those numbers are going to regress a little bit, but he's still going to be a much better pitcher versus lefties than righties. He's predominantly a fastball slider guy, so he's going to be good against same-handedness. Um, but he's going to struggle versus righties, and this is going to be a righty-heavy lineup. So I have I have absolutely no interest in him, and I think that he's going to have some problems here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the craziest play today. I really don't. Um, you got to look at the Red Sox lineup, but Devers is so bad against lefties. You got to just worry about J.D., Xander, Renfro. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't think he's the craziest option. I mean, that's fair, and you may just be down on your team a little bit. I mean, but... yeah, but the numbers are down too. Like, I don't know. We'll see, but they've definitely think, been struggling, but yeah, a little bit or a lot of bit. Um, I mean, the main problem is they strike out a bunch. The problem is Davidson cannot strike out a right. I mean, we don't have a huge sample size, but we know what this guy is. He's a fastball slider with a little bit of a curveball. He struggles a lot versus righties, and he's gotten lucky. I mean, he gets some ground balls and limits hard contact to an extent, but he's striking guys out like in 63 major league appearances, he has a 9.5% K rate going up against righties. Like that's the thing. He's this red white, so this Red Sox lineup is not great right now, but they hit the ball hard and Davidson can't get a put out if he wanted to versus a righty. Like it's, it's just going to be bad. I think for him, I could be wrong. I'm just kind of trying to, say the other side of things. I really like the stack today. Uh, let's talk Boston bats. What are we doing? I mean, play the guys that hit the ball hard. Um, Dahlbeck, if he's in the lineup, he's 2K. I know that like, if he's going to be batting lower in the lineup, but his numbers versus lefty so far this season, outside of the 37% K rate, which is less of a concern, have been pretty solid. Renfro just seems to crush lefties. He's sitting there at 3.8K. Like, don't have to worry about him getting struck out. Bogarts, Martinez, even Kike Hernandez, if he's leading off. Like, I don't mind that 3.8K price tag. This is just a solid overall spot. And they just, it's, they're not going to strike out. And that's the biggest thing with these Red Sox bats is they're playing in a decent ballpark. And they're gonna the ball's going to be put in play and they hit the ball hard. So whether it's line drives or fly balls, like it's gonna be doubles and some potentially some home runs. It's supposed to be 85 over in Atlanta, which isn't bad weather. So I, I'm I'm very high on these Boston bats. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Um, sure, go for it. I hope it works out because I, I like when the Red Sox win. I can't lie. Um, Atlanta bats. I mean, it's a huge bump to Eduardo Rodriguez if Acuna ends up um, being out. They said they didn't expect him to miss anything else, but we'll kind of have to see. Um, what are your thoughts here on Atlanta bets? I know Erod's been beat up pretty heavily this season, but again, I think he's just due for some huge positive regression. I mean, a guy that is striking out 25% of bats and is only walking 6.3% of bats and just a little bit above average hard contact not terrible fly balls. I, I feel like he's due for some positive regression. This is a very solid lineup, but if Acuna is not in there, that's a huge downgrade to him. Like Albies is fine. Riley's fine. Swanson's fine. Contreras is fine. I don't really want to play lefty lefty, although he, um, Erod is a little bit splits neutral. I, I, I'm probably just off of it. I think that, I think that Erod will probably make it through this with, a few walks, like five Ks, and then probably like two, three runs given up, which might be enough for him, but it's not going to be enough to get things done for Atlanta at these price tags. So I'm I'm out on the Braves. Yeah, I mean, the oh man, the pricing is kind of just what gets me. I really think that if you're playing 150 teams, you have to have a couple stacks for Atlanta. Just the pricing, the pricing, the pricing, the Red Sox bullpen, not great. Cincinnati at Milwaukee. We got the Reds and the Brewers. We got Luis Castillo and Brett Anderson facing off in this one. Game is at an eight and a half total, and it's a slight favorite to Milwaukee, but mostly a pick game here. Um, any interest here in Luis Castillo? I, I never know how to answer this anymore. Um, I'm probably not going to play him. I'm never going to argue with playing him. He has been a little bit better recently. He just put up 17 points versus this team and got seven Ks. He's just not the same pitcher he was last year. Like He's been largely mediocre after his horrible start. He's still getting ground balls. He's just not getting the strikeouts that – We've seen from him before, and he's walking a decent amount of guys. There's a decent strikeout matchup. So for 8K on this on most slates, I'd probably not go with him, but he's in play on this. There's, they're just other guys that I like a lot more. So I'm probably out on him. The ballpark's not great, and this lineup still has some pop. I mean, I've wanted, I, I want to play him in this spot. I, I, I do because I, I feel like this offense is just so bad. Like the Brewers are so bad. Gutierrez had six strikeouts on two earned runs and six innings and a win against this team on Monday. And Castillo is a better pitcher than Gutierrez. And. I know he's 8K, but we've seen, like, even last start, he put up 18 against this team last start. I, I think you play him, Grant. I really do. I think you regret it probably an hour and a half into the slate, but I, I think you have to take shots on him here because I really, 
when I'm looking at the top pitchers on the slate, there's a couple guys that we haven't talked to yet. And I think that, you know, we'll like a couple of the same guys today, but I think in this price range, he's the guy that definitely stands out as potential low ownership with a lot of upside. So I kind of like Castillo and I don't love the fact that I like him um, with the way that he's been pitching this season. Brett Anderson on the other side. I mean, no, nope, 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 nope. Nope. 11% K rate guy. Nope. Nope. Uh, let's talk Reds bats. I- I'm going right back to the well. Like I, I, I feel like I play the Reds almost every day. Um, they put up 10 runs on Monday. I'm hoping that we see the same kind of results here. Brett Anderson, low strikeout guy, high ground ball rate guy. Let's just hope Babip is on the side of the Reds here. Cause I really like this stack. Yeah. Cassianos is just far too cheap at 4.9 K. Um, that's silly to me. Stevenson continues to hit lefties very well. Um, Winker 6.3K. Sad as it is to say, you probably leave him out of your stack just because that price tag is ridiculous. Even though he's been mashing, he's going up against a lefty that just gets a ton of ground balls to lefties and just doesn't give up hard contact. But the righties in this stack are just great plays. Suarez, Castellanos, India, I don't even hate. Um, Stevenson's very solid. If Quenio is in the lineup, I think he's still cheap. Um, dude has a ton of pop. So if he's in there, I'm guessing he's probably going to be chalk. I'm double checking it. Yeah, 2,500. He'll probably be chalk if he's in that lineup and it's probably still worth playing him. Um, but yeah, the, the Reds, they're only at a 4.2 implied team total right now. I've, I have a feeling it'll be up to like 4.5 by tomorrow and they'll probably be the favorite here, but. Who knows? But yeah, Castellanos is one of the best plays in the slate, just like he is every time where he's underpriced going up against the lefty. Yep. Um, really like the Reds. And then on the Brewers side, I mean, you could take a shot and just hope Castillo's not pitching well and stack this team, but I I like Castillo way more than I should. Yeah, with Castillo, it's stack or fade pretty much every single time because he's either going to be good or he's going to be bad. Like that, that's basically it. I'm, I'm, I'm off of the Brewers, but I fully understand the stack against Castillo, but no one off bats really stand out as good. Castillo is still a pretty solid ground ball guy. I mean, the one-off guy you'd want is Yelich and he's 5,900. That's not a one-off price. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. We got Tampa at Chicago taking on the White Sox here. Uh, McCallahan against Dallas Keuchel. Eight and a half total. Pick him game. Chicago's a slight favorite. Um, any interest here in McCallahan? Not really. He's 8.2K. The White Sox are one of the best hitting teams versus lefties in the league. They can work the count pretty well. McCallahan is a solid real-life pitcher, but he's only going to go 75, 80 pitches, so I wouldn't even expect him to get to five innings here. This is just a tough overall spot for him, and his price tag does not reflect his pitch count, so I'm I'm out on him. Yeah, I mean, you said it. This is one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. McCallahan has shown plenty of upside as far as strikeouts. It's more of this is a tough matchup. He's not going to go out there and throw 90 pitches. I'm not paying 8200 for him in this spot. Um, Dallas Keuchel talk about low strikeouts. This this is like the battle of low strikeouts versus a team with a ton of strikeouts. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? 
I honestly don't hate it. Um, like over the last month, which granted a lot of it skewed from just one match of going up against the Blue Jays, which he was just dominating. Um, he's been pretty solid. Like last 30 days, 3.7 XFIP, 11% swing strike rate, 19% Ks. He's going up against a very heavy K lineup here in Tampa Bay. I think they're still striking out at near the highest in the league, going up against lefties. The bottom of the lineup strikes out a lot. They may platoon some guys out, so you always can wait and check and see on the lineup. But Dallas Keigel's not a guy that is going to give up a ton of bombs. Like, he's pretty much just had one outing where he's given up more than one home run and the rest have been one or zero. That's what Tampa Bay kind of relies on. So, I 7.3K, like I said, this is a trash slate for pitching. Um, a lot of guys aren't going to go that late into the game. A lot of the top guys aren't real, like, absolute aces or have a little bit of limited pitch count so because of that he's definitely in play and he grades out as one of the better plays on the slate if he is pitching like he has been for the last month his price tag's far too low um if he's just pitching like he has been the season there's always a chance that he just goes six seven innings strikes out a few guys and gets a quality start and a win All right, let's talk bats here. Um, anything standing out to you for Tampa? No, no, like maybe Zunino at 3.3K. Meadows is too high price. Rosarina is too high price. Lau's too high price for a lefty lefty matchup. The rest of the guys just aren't great batters or are going to be in a lefty lefty matchup. So it's pretty much Zunino. Guy guy hits hits the ball very hard when he hits it and he, he leaves the ballpark quite a bit. So. He's the one bat that actually stands out if you want to catch her one off. I love Mike Zanino in this spot. Love him. Um, ground ball pitcher, fly ball hitter, low strikeout pitcher, big strikeout guy with a lot of power. Recipe for success for Mike Zanino. Um, three strikeouts or a home run. Give me the home run. Let's go. Um, White Sox. Let's talk about the White Sox here. What do you think? I mean, they're priced up. I don't think they're really worth it here going up against Kyle. He's a solid real-life pitcher. Um, gets a lot of ground balls to lefties, which he will probably only face three of them. But strikes out righties at a really heavy clip. Doesn't get up a t- give up a ton of fly balls. Like, yeah, they can end up doing it. And, yes, they are a very good team versus left-handed pitching. So I'm not going to argue with the stack in tournaments. But the price tags are just too similar to some of the better offenses on the slate where I'd rather go with them. So I'm I'm out. But if you want to target any hard-hitting righty, that's that's entirely fine. My problem with, like, stacking them, yes, they're very good against left-handed pitching. This bullpen is very good. Um, uh, And I think that's, like, the biggest concern for me is they have no problem going to the bullpen early. So if McCallahan does run into problems, you're potentially getting, like, two or three innings um, against a lefty here, and then you're running into that bullpen. And I think – that is my biggest concern. Um, all right, moving on. We got Texas at Houston, the Battle of Texas. Kyle Gibson, Lance McCullers, eight and a half total. Houston, big favorites here. Um, it opened at one seventy four. It's already up to like one ninety eight in a couple places. We're gonna see McCullers open this game. It doesn't sound like he's going to pitch too deep, and then yeah, Oda Rizzi yeah. is going to come in. Um, I'm staying. I think I'm going to stay away from this whole situation uh, as far as those two guys go. Any interest? 
Uh, no, and not really any interest in Kyle Gibson going up against Houston. Super low strikeout team. Gibson's been solid so far this season, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going there. I didn't mean to skip him, but I skipped him. Um, but I'm with you. I don't have any interest in Gibson. I don't really love this spot for him. Any Texas bats that you like here? No, I mean, McCullers is solid. Odorizzi hasn't been bad this season. Like, both of them, like, if you're going to target anyone, kind of take the lefties. Like, McCullers has an, he occasionally just gets blown up, but they'll yank him far before he gets too much damage in. But it's, it's the hard-hitting lefties and maybe Garcia, but they're all they're all just mediocre plays at best because Odorizzi and McCullers are both pretty solid overall pitchers. I mean, I really like Garcia here. Odorizzi's reverse splits, he has been for a long time. McCullers is a scary one, but he's a guy that can get blown up as well. I, I think Garcia is super interesting here at 4,500. I don't disagree. If you want to target the lefties, I have no problems with that. Calhoun, Gallo, Lowe, um, all in play. I really like this spot for Garcia. And then on the Houston side, you said it. Kyle Gibson's been solid this season. This team just doesn't strike out. Um, Alvarez is 4,400. He's probably my favorite here just because of price. And Brantley is 3,700. So I'd be looking at those cheaper lefties here. Yeah, and that's kind of it. I mean, Gibson has been a little bit splits neutral in the past this year. Kind of, kind of splits neutral, maybe a little bit. A little bit normal splitsy, but uh, it's not a huge sample size. So realistically, yeah, it's the lefties that are underpriced. Blantley's a solid overall hitter, doesn't strike out a ton. Gibson doesn't strike out lefties a ton. So him and Alvarez are the two main guys, like Tucker, if you really want to, at 3.8K. It's kind of the same thing it is a lot of days. The lefties are always just perpetually underpriced in this lineup. So those would be the guys I would go to. If you want to round out a stack, that's fine. Like it's not going to cost you too much money to throw in Bregman or Altuve or Gary L when you consider the rest of the stack as a whole, but it's the lefties that stand out as good plays. All right. We're cruising here. 15 games. Detroit at Kansas city is where we go next. Uh, Casey Mize against Mike Miner. This game has an eight and a half total. Kansas City's a one forty eight favorite. Um, any interest here in Casey Mize? My favorite pitcher on the slate by a pretty decent margin. This is going to be a right-handed heavy lineup with a lot of with a decent amount of strikeouts outside of the top two guys in the lineup. This is just a beautiful spot here. I mean, Solaire may have played well today, but he's not been great. Dozier strikes out a lot. Mize has been absolutely fantastic versus righties this season. And he's put up quality start after quality start. Like I wasn't on him as much the last one because he was going up against a lefty dominant team, but this is a very, very righty heavy lineup. He's 7.1 K that's too cheap. He's put up over 17 in six of his last seven games. Like this is just a bad price. He's, by far my favorite pitcher on the slate. This kid's actually good, but he's very good versus righties. So unless they, I don't even think they can throw a lefty heavy lineup, but the bottom of this lineup is terrible. And the only people he really has to get through are Witt and Perez and Santana. And only two of those guys are, or only one of those guys is a lefty. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Casey Mize a lot in this spot. Um, 
he is i don't know if he's i'd say he's my favorite play on the slate but he's he's definitely somebody that i'm going to be rostering on this slate like you said very good against righties get around santana um i'm not too worried about nicky lopez down there at the bottom of the order but just get around santana in this spot i think that's going to be the biggest challenge for him and I mean, yeah, there's a ton of strikeouts in the middle of this lineup with Soler, Dozier, Gutierrez, um, Taylor. I like Miz a lot. <laughs> oh, I had to say it. Uh, Mike Miner on the other side. Mike Miner is terrible against righties. Detroit's terrible against lefties. What do we do with Mike Miner at 9,200 going up against Detroit? Yeah, he's got. it's a righty-heavy lineup, and Detroit's been a lot better over the last month. They started off the year – the first month being the by far worst team against lefties they've kind of regressed a little bit more towards the mean they're still not a great lineup but they seem to get stuff done scope grossman and haas have all been hitting lefties very well recently minor is only a 24 percent k rate guy going up against righties he will occasionally go late into the game i don't hate it but 9.2 k for this guy i don't know if i'm fully on board for that i just He's in play because when we're looking at this slate overall, there's only a few guys with 30 plus point upside and he's one of them. So I think for that reason, he's in play. And for that reason alone, um, that's also, I I should mention that like wait on the lineup because there's a chance they still throw Mazzara, Castro, Badu in there. And then, it, he becomes a much better play because it's three percent, seven percent K rate to lefties. But um, yeah, I'm expecting a righty heavy lineup. It's my main thing. Yeah, I would, I could see that. Um, Detroit bats, anything standing out to you here? Scope and Haas are both solid, but that's that's kind of it. Scope's super, super high priced. Like I did. Scope was at one point one of the worst hitters in the league this season. Now he's 5K. And that's that's just a little bit strange. So Grossman's fine price tag. Like if you want, I, n- I never seem to have a problem with. I was very against stacking Tigers. Now I'm kind of more on board. If Miner's going to be chalky, it's not the worst leverage pay in the world. But if Miner's going to come in at low ownership, then maybe use some one-offs, but mostly just stay away from the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Detroit. They're cheap, so if you want to throw some of these cheap bats in there. Um, I'm with you on my, so I really don't have a ton of interest um, in the Kansas City bats here. Zero for me. We're cruising along. We got Miami going up against St. Louis in this one. It sounds like it's going to be Kim coming off the IL, Trevor Rogers pitching, seven and a half total, pick him game. Uh, a few books like DraftKings has St. Louis as like a 120 favorite. Any interest here in Rodgers? I mean, it's a bad slate. He's 10K. If you have the money, yeah, go ahead and play him. Uh, always has not the longest leash in the world, but he's solid enough. He's a 29% K rate guy in the season. This isn't the highest strikeout lineup, but it's probably right around league average. It's the price tag that just makes me not want to play him. If he's going to come in at zero ownership, yeah, you can throw him in there. He has a shot at 25 30 points but if he's going to come in heavily on because he's the only ace on the slate then i'm probably going to stay away from him but he's good he's very good but it's just the price tag seems a little bit high 
Yeah, it really just comes down to are you going to prioritize bats or are you going to prioritize pitching? And if you're going to prioritize pitching, Trevor Rogers has to be on that list. He's a big strikeout guy, has plenty of upside against righties, and he's going to see a lot of righties in this lineup. So Rogers dating back to last year has a 30% K rate against righties, um, 300 plate appearances. So plenty of sample to look at there. And we know the strikeout upside is there. On the other side, Kim coming off the IL. We don't really know how long he's going to pitch here. He was dealing with a back injury. He's just not a big strikeout guy. Um, I, I don't really have interest in Kim here, even going up against the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, I'm just worried about his pitch count. I know he pitched 10 days ago, but it was a back injury. He could still have some lingering soreness. Up against the Marlins, like they may throw a few lefties into the lineup, which would give Kim a little bit more upside, but like 7.2 K he's fine. Like it's not the worst idea in the world. If we hear that he's going to be fully full systems go, but I expect him to be a little bit on a pitch limit. So if we get news that he's fully fine, then I'll, I'll be fine with it. And so far it says he shouldn't face any major restrictions, but I, that that's just speculation. So if we hear that he's all systems go, then 7.2 K going up against the Marlins, one of the higher strikeout teams in the league. Like, even though he's only a 20% K rate guy, this is still a lineup that strikes out quite a bit. So I'm not actually against him if he's going to be fully or have his full pitch count, but I don't think that's going to happen. I kind of like the Marlins here. Really? Yeah. I mean, Kim's not a big strikeout guy. It was super hot in St. Louis on Monday. I would expect it to kind of be the same Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of like Jesus. Marte's 4,200. Duvall's 3,600. I don't know if I five-man stack the Marlins, but I could totally get behind rolling out like a Marte, Aguilar, Duvall, three-man stack here. Yeah, I don't mind throwing Jazz in there. I mean, Kim has been a little bit splits neutral. Like he strikes out lefties more, but he gives up more fly balls to lefties. So it kind of, kind of helps and hurts jazz. Like I'm not against it. I'm probably just like, I, I think Kim's a pretty solid overall pitcher and he somehow seems to do better than his XFIP on a consistent basis. But yeah, uh, the price tags are not bad. So I'm not against you. I'm just don't know if I'll end up on Miami. All right, any um, St. Louis bats that you like here? No, Rogers is good. Rogers is good. And Arenado would be the guy I'd probably look at, and he's 5.7K. I'm not paying that against a very good pitcher in Rogers. All right, let's go to core. San Diego, Colorado, you Darvish against Chichi Gonzalez. The most disappointing game on Monday night for a lot of people. This game has a 10.5 total. San Diego, 230 favorite in this one. What are your thoughts here on Darvish? It's even in Coors. I don't think I'm using, or in Coors. I don't think I'm using him. I think the last time he was in Coors, last time he was in Coors, actually, he made it seven innings and pitched. No, that was at home against Colorado. Yeah. The last time I think he got pulled after four. Um, I just don't think I can even on this slate. He's a solid overall pitcher and he has a whole bunch of pitches that he can use and he can, he has that curveball that's pretty solid, but he still has five other pitches, four other pitches that he can end up using. So I'm not against it. I will not have any ownership in Darvish, though. I'd just rather go other places on this slate. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Darvish is super in play if nobody's going to play him. But on the flip side of that, I mean, I think people are going to play him. Um, So, yeah, I don't know, man. I... I want to look at ownership on Darvish because if nobody's going to play Darvish, I I like the spot a lot for him. So um, we'll kind of have to see. I Keep do in mind that it's going to be a hundred degrees tomorrow in Coors. Yeah, I don't know. The Rockies are still not great. I don't know. That's true. What What are your thoughts here on Chichi Gonzalez? I think you know them. Do Do not. Don't play that guy. Do not play him and stack up the Padres. Like, I don't care what happened in the last game. Chi-Chi, Gomber is an actual good pitcher that has pitched incredibly well in Coors, and I don't know why. Like, maybe the Rockies somewhat know what they're doing occasionally. Um, Like, we saw it with Freeland for a year. We saw it with Marquez. Um, But Gomber, like, just because he shut down the Padres – for one day like that doesn't matter to me play the Padres here like this is just a fantastic spot Chi Chi doesn't strike out either side of the plate gives up a lot of hard contact is very bad versus righties like very bad versus righties and this is going to be a fairly righty dominant lineup and he's not great versus lefties so you can throw in Grisham at 4.4k that's too cheap Tatis is the best raw points play on the entire slate by a decent amount um Myers Cronenworth Caratini is very, very cheap and is going to be, should be the chalk catcher. If he's not, I don't care. I'll still play him. Um, but this is, this is the Padres and it's going to be a hundred degrees in Coors. Like I know, cause I live here and I'm dreading going outside tomorrow, but this is just a fantastic overall spot for the Padres. It's just a normal day in Florida, buddy. Um, I mean, go right back to the wall in the Padres. I really don't like the Rockies though. I mean, if they're going to be low-owned, sure, you could stack them, but I really don't like them in this spot. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if they're going to be low-owned, go ahead. But, like, they only have a 4.4 implied team total. That could end up changing by tomorrow, but Darvish is a solid overall pitcher with a lot of different pitches. So, it's cores. Anything can happen. Never against stacking either team, regardless of the pitcher, but this is not a slate where I want to stack up the Rockies. All right, Angels and Athletics, Heaney against Frankie Montas, eight and a half total. Oakland's a 120 favorite. Any interest here in Andrew Heaney? A lot. I have a lot of interest in him. Um, I feel like I say that on most slates he is, and it's normally like if he's chalky, fade him. If he's not chalky, play him. But this, I don't really care how much ownership he has. Oakland, yeah, it's a team with a decent amount of power. And Heaney gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact, but it's being played out in Oakland. It's only going to be 67 degrees there. Like he's just, this is the best ballpark for him. And the guy strikes out guys at a 28% clip. Like this is a decent strikeout lineup. They're a little bit higher than most in the league. Um, So I, I love Heaney. Like I'm probably my favorite pairing is going to be Miz and Heaney. But Heaney is just one of my favorite plays. 8.1K is too cheap. He's put together a few good starts in a row, which almost always means that 
he's going to have one terrible one where he ends up with negative points. But the guy's got good numbers on the season, and the ballpark makes me really want to play him. So I will have a lot of ownership in Heaney on the slate. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue it. I do think that there is some risk involved, but the bottom of the order has definitely struggled against lefties. So I get it. Um, the other side, any interest here in Frankie Montas? I don't mind him. Uh, 8.5K is not bad. This is not the worst strikeout lineup with uh, Trout still in there. Um, he's a solid overall strikeout pitcher. There's a good ballpark. He's not my favorite, but he's a guy that's definitely in play. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that has some strikeout upside, like you said. This lineup has five guys with strikeout rates over 25% against right-handed pitching. So I think he's very, very, very much in play here. I just – I wish he was a little bit cheaper. 8,500, you know, this is a guy that we've seen in the 6 and 7K range this season. He put up 22 fantasy points against this team earlier this season – he has the upside to get there. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, any Angels bats that you like here? Not really. Montas is a solid overall pitcher, and it's a bad ballpark. If I'm going to target anyone, it would probably be the righties in this lineup and Tani and Rendon. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. I just generally don't play many guys against Montas. I'm a fan of his overall skill set, and I don't like playing guys in Oakland too much. Ah, fair enough. I I just, I mean, you could always play Otani. You could always play Walsh. Um, Definitely don't mind Walsh here. Oakland bats. I know you're high on Heaney, but I think the Oakland stack is in play. Heaney's a guy that when he gets beat up, he gets beat up bad. So if you're playing some Heaney in this spot, I definitely would suggest, you know, getting a little bit of hedge stacks there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I have a full-on Oakland hedge stack, but. I, I mean, Olsen, Chapman are both fine. Even Olsen and a lefty-lefty, like, Heaney has similar numbers versus lefties and righties. And he, if anything, he might be a little bit reverse splitsy. Um, but, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm probably out on the Oakland bats, but I'm never going to argue with a full stack against Heaney, especially if he's going to have ownership. But I'm very much on Heaney. I might have 100% of them. Yeah, again, I think it's more of just a head stack if you have interest in Heaney in the spot, I think that's where it comes down to um, Arizona at San Francisco. We got Martin against long and yeah, it looks like it's going to be long. I think he was supposed to pitch on Monday, but they're letting pitch today now. Yeah. No total in this game. We'll see what it looks like. Um, any interest here in Corby, Corbin Martin? No, no, he's not very good. This Giants team is pretty darn, pretty darn solid. So I'm, he's he's just not a great pitcher. And he's probably not major league ready right now. Yeah, I mean the Giants lineup is good. Um, I've been I've been saying it all year. I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, I always I always like the Giants. So. No shocker to anybody in this one. Um, Sammy Long on the other side of this this game is this this isn't his debut, right? He pitched a little bit. Uh, yeah, he. This is his first start. Yeah, first start. So, um, I mean, he threw sixty nine pitches last week. I could see him throwing 
75 to 80 pitches here. I have a little little interest in this one. It's more of how how many strikeouts is really in this lineup. Uh, it's the same thing that I was kind of saying with Alex Wood yesterday is you look at the numbers and this this team – they don't strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. And I mean, Alex Wood had seven strikeouts. So maybe Sammy Long can get there. Yeah, he's the third guy that I have a ton of interest in. I mean, the guy sitting at 6.2K in the minors, he had fantastic strikeout stuff this season. I mean, we didn't have a before this year, obviously with COVID and everything, like we only really played in A, but he just shot right through double A and triple A this season and was fantastic in both just absolutely breezed through everything. I think the kid had like a two X FIP in the minors this season. Like he's just been fantastic. And so I, I really like him on this slate. I think this kid's very talented. He struck out 50% of his batters in his first start. I'm expecting that to regress, but he struck out close to 50% of batters in the minors this season. He's not walking guys like this kid is really good and i just i i really like him in the spot he has a whole bunch of different pitches he can use pretty solid on all of them it's shown control like he is an absolutely fantastic play and i hope he comes in at very low ownership because people are worried about how late he's gonna pitch into the game but i think he could easily get up over 80 and 6.2k with his strikeout stuff i i don't care if it's a low strikeout lineup i i really like him yeah, I mean, I like the price. Um, I don't, I don't hate it. Let's talk bats. Anything here for Arizona? I mean, you can always stack against a guy making his first career start, but I'm not going to. Like, I have no interest in any of these bats. Yeah, I, Marte is definitely in play. He's expensive though. He would be like my favorite guy uh, from Arizona. That's really it. I don't have a ton of interest. I mean, Kelly depending on where he hits in the lineup is always in play against the lefty, um, you know, but it's not like he's 3,600. He's right there with like Zanino. Um, San Francisco bats. What are your thoughts here on the giants? Love them. Absolutely love them. I know we don't have a line out. My guess is San Francisco is going to be a pretty decent favorite and going to have a decent implied total. Um, but Martin's just not a great pitcher like Wade. Yaz. Posey, Crawford, Belt. I love all of them. They're priced up a little bit, but I really don't care. I think they end up crushing Martin here. Like, this is a fantastic spot against a pitcher that's just not ready. Like, walks a ton of guys. Doesn't really have great stuff at all. Like, he's going to get blown up here, and this Giants team is pretty solid. So, I'm, uh, yeah, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. And none of them are over 5K. Um, yeah. I listen, Crawford is this a guy that's smashing? I, I say it every day. He's quietly up to 15, 16 home runs on the season. Um Philly, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers. This game has a nine total. Dodgers are one eighty favorite. Zach Eflin, Julio Urias. Um, any interest here in Zach Eflin? Not really. Dodgers. We'll see what lineup they end up putting out. Um, it could be a bad one or badish one. Um, Eflin's been pretty solid all year going up against righties. 
a little bit worse versus lefty. So depending on what lineup they could put out, like I could see using him, but I'm I'm going to stay away. Like I, I don't really want to play guys against this Dodgers lineup because even if they were out a bad one, it's going to be pretty lefty dominant. Uh, so I I'm out on the I'm out on Eflin. Yeah, see what the lineup looks like if Bellinger's out, which it doesn't sound like he's he sounds like he's heading to the IL. But if they roll out that lineup with like Betts, Turner, Smith, Taylor, Pollock that they rolled out on Monday, and just Lux, Beattie, and McKenistry is is the lefties, I really like Eflin. I really like Eflin. Um, I, I mean Taylor Pollock. There's some strikeouts there. Um, the top of the order. Obviously, this is a concern, but it'd be pretty right-handed heavy with only Lux in there. So, I think Eflin's in play. Kind of have to see how it plays out as far as the lineup is concerned, but kind of like him. Um, Julio, Julio Urias on the other side. He's 9,600 going up against Philly. Um, any interest in him in this spot? He's not a bad play. I mean, again, there's not really too many guys to pay up for on the slate. He's probably not going to make the cut for me, but not going to argue with it. He's been solid to both sides of the plate, striking out lefties more, and this is going to be predominantly right-handed heavy lineup, but he's pretty good versus righties too. It's always a worry how late he's going to go in the game. He's always efficient, but rarely gets over 90 pitches. Um, can still put up a 30-point outing with not under 90 pitches. He's done it several times, and he's been good overall this season. I just don't know if I want to pay 9.6K. I think I'd rather go with the other guys, but he's, he's probably – Probably one of the top, if not the top, spend up on the slate. It's just that's the kind of slate it is. So I'm sure I'll end up with one or two shares of him. But, yeah, it's just the price tag is kind of reflected how he should – what his price tag should be. Yeah, I mean, it's it really comes down to – it's a really good lineup against left-handed pitching. And it's a pitcher that's been good against righties. Which one do you trust more? Um, I think I'm going to fade both. <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm going to pass in your eyes. I'm going to pass on the Philly bats. Um, uh, Philly bats, man. The only thing is, like, the stack is not that expensive. And like McCutcheon, obviously, is somebody that's really cheap. Hoskins is like ice cold, and maybe all it takes is a you know, a lefty here to get rolling. But I mean, I don't hate Philly, but I just, I don't like this spot. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not stacking against your eyes and I'm not, and none of their price tags are great enough outside of maybe Hoskins at 4.6, just cause it's against a lefty, maybe McCutcheon at 3.6 versus lefty, but I, no one really grades out as a great play here. Yeah, I just like I said, I don't have a ton of interest here. Um, yeah, as far as the Dodgers go, I mean, Gavin Lux is definitely in play. I think that's it, man. I can't pay sixty two hundred for bets. I can't pay fifty nine hundred for Turner. Eflin is very good against righties. I know these guys are elite and they're matchup proof, but. I'm not paying like top end pricing for these righties. They're so expensive. I think if you're playing anybody, it's Gavin Lux. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like I don't like to play righties against Eflin. He strikes him out of head club. He doesn't walk guys and he gets 50 plus percent ground balls. So I'm, I'm not paying for the righties. 
Lux would be the only one to really consider here. And I know you can always stack the Dodgers, but I'm not expecting Flynn to have much damage done against him. I think there's going to be a mediocre outing where Dodgers put up like four runs, and that's pretty much it. Minnesota at Seattle. J-Hap against Chris Flexen. This is where we finish out. Eight and a half total. Pick him game. Any interest here in J-Hap? No, he's, he's, he's not good. He's horrible now. Yeah, I mean, this lineup's terrible, but I still can't play Hap here. Um, Flexen on the other side. I mean, low, no, low strikeout guy, low walk guy. Ah, 6,100. Can he get us there? Maybe. I'm going to probably pass, though. Yeah, mediocre ground ball pitcher that just doesn't strike guys out and doesn't walk people. Gives up a lot of hard contact. He's basically at the whim of Babbitt. Like, you're not going to get a ton of upside, and this Minnesota lineup's pretty solid, so no no real interest in flexing. Um, Bats, anything on the Minnesota side here? Yeah, I don't mind him. I mean, again, he's a pretty decent ground ball pitcher, but the fly ball guys, Donaldson, Polanco, Cruz, and no, they're going to – even Kirilov. Um, they're going to put the ball in play a lot. They hit the ball hard. He gets a, gives up a lot of hard contact. The problem is it's going to be mid-60s over in Seattle, and it's technically a dome, but it's an open-air dome, so it's not really the greatest pitching weather. It's at, at sea level. It's not. It's a mediocre at best park, and it's not really great weather. So I I, I don't think I can play Flexen, but I have, I have a little bit of interest in the Minnesota stack. None of them are really too expensive. I mean, Cruz and Donaldson are both under 5K. That's a great price tag. So no stands out as a good play at 4.1. Jeffers is not a bad hitting catcher. Kirilov is 3.9. That's not bad. So it's not a terrible overall stack. And if bat, if they land on the right side of Babbitt, they can, they can do some damage. But I mostly want to target the fly ball guys in Snow, Cruz, and Donaldson. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed everything that I was going to say. So, as far as the Seattle bats go, I mean, Hap is very beatable. And we'll have to kind of see if Hanniger is going to be back in the lineup. I mean, Murphy's there at catcher. He has some upside. What else can we really play here? France, maybe more? I mean, you can even play Seeger. Like, Seeger... Even against the lefty, I don't really care. I know Hap's been pretty solid versus lefties this year, but it's just a small sample size. Um, like it, it I, I don't know if it's enough to go off. I still expect him to be a pretty normal splits guy. Um, but Seager's 3.4K, and this dude's like 10th in the league in barrels so far this season. He just mashes the ball. He's gotten really unlucky in terms of getting home runs out of him. I know it's not great weather, but Hap's giving up barrels at the largest rate in the league among qualified pitchers. Like if Hanniger is in the lineup, I have a lot of interest in this stack because France, France is too cheap at three K Hanniger is just fantastic. Um, Dylan Moore is too cheap at 2.6 K going up against a lefty. That's horrible versus right. I mean, he's giving up 47% fly ball rate, 39% hard contact rate to righties and only strike him out at a 16% clip. So Murphy, Moore, France, Hanniger, if he's in the lineup, I absolutely love. And Seager, I really love his price tag of 3400 I'm going to wait and see what the lineup ends up being. Don't know if I want to play Trammell. Don't know if I want to play Bowers. 
don't want to play Crawford, but the righties in this lineup and Seager are just underpriced outside of Hanniger, who's priced where he should be, but he's just good and you can fit in the stack super easily. Hap is just bad. Like Hap is just so bad and he gives up a lot of hard contact. And this is a team that surprisingly enough, the righties can actually hit the ball pretty hard in France and Hanniger and Moore and Murphy. All of them hit right lefties very hard and Hap can probably end up giving up three home runs in this spot. And the ball is going to be put in play a lot. He's just at the whim of Babbitt. And this is not a spot where you think he's going to end up too well. But if Hanniger is out of the lineup, it definitely gives a little bit of a downgrade. And if they roll out a real lefty dominant outfield, that's definitely a bit of a downgrade. But France, Seeger, Moore, and Murphy all stand out as good plays regardless. All right. Let's play the morning grind game and we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? I'll let you go first. I got the Miz, man. Give me the Miz. All right, I figured you were going to say that, um, so I'll take Sammy Long. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? That's a tough one. I guess McClanahan. I was going to say, I don't feel like it's that tough. Um I mean, I'm I didn't go... want to take McCullers, and I didn't want to take Darvish. because I'm cool. taking McCullers. Don't play him today. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. Who do you got? Jose Ramirez. I like it. I'm going to go Yaz. Yaz is going to yank one today. It's been a while since he's hit a home run. Um, he's been hitting the ball really hard. I like him. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Seager. I'm going to go Mike Zanino, and one of them is going to be a home run. Stack they to both score. might be home runs. <laughs> Maybe. Long double and home run. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with – I'll go with San Francisco. Why? Why You and Will, I feel like you guys are like purposely trying to tilt me on the morning grind game. I gave you miss. I'm going to go Miami Marlins. Um, oh. Any totals or any bets standing out to you here? The Tigers at plus 135 is just that's take him, just take him. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I definitely like um the Tigers here. I was trying to like see, I kind of like the under in the cores game at 11. Seems like it's a little high with Darvish pitching. Um, I mean, again, like I think it's a hundred degree weather. It was a hundred degree weather yesterday, too, though. And yeah. Oh, Nobody thanks, could. Thanks for reminding me about all the money I lost. I was gonna say, like, it's not like they went out and hit a ton of home runs. So, I mean, I I kind of like the under in the cores game. So I'm hoping the Padres score ten and the Rockies score zero, and we get the under. There we go. I was gonna say that. <laughs> that um, might, any, that's a legit possibility. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play mice. Play right. long. It's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey, kids.